Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Tasting Anarchy without Jacob. Uh, it's Mason, uh, and I have a special guest who will introduce himself, hopefully. <laughs> hey, Mason, thanks for having me on. This is Rollo McFlugel from the Rollo and Slappy Show. Yeah. Uh, I'm fulfilling my dream of just slowly edging Jacob out of this podcast <laughs> and, and taking taking it over. I actually have this plan for multiple podcasts. So every every show is going to be the end. Rollo is going to be in every show at some point. Yeah. Well, that's it's funny because I think um, of the majority shows, like I haven't been on your guys' show, like, and I haven't been on the fag cast. Though the fag cast has been on our show, but neither you or Slappy have been on our show. As far as I know, that wasn't like a big kind of mega episode sort of like got posted to everyone's. So, yeah, I actually do want to get you on our show. I'm not not just saying that because (laughs) when you guys like start talking and uh, kind of spitballing on libertarian ideas, I think Mm -hmm. you really have good insights on stuff. Yeah. So I'd love to just, you know shoot the breeze yeah. with you like how slappy and i do sometimes yeah and that, well i mean that's kind of kind of the idea for tonight because it's one of those like every time we do uh childerberg i'm always like oh and we've got to record with these people and record with these people and we got to do this and we got to do that and then like routinely it's like it's a million degrees outside let's go get in the lake <laughs> or like let's you know go have a drink or something like that and and not kind of do the recording aspect. And that's the one, like my one complaint about Childerberg this year was not being in Austin and having like the libertarian convention actually happening. Cause like, you know, we, it's not like we're good friends with Mark Claire, but like he was going to come out and we were going to, you know, possibly have Brian McWilliams come out. Like we were going to have a bunch of people kind of come out. And, you know, if you have like Mark Williams and Brian, uh, you know, Brian Williams and Mark Claire and those people kind of pop out, it's like, yeah, you could kind of get them to introduce you to Tom Woods and, you know, those people and kind of, I'm sure do a bomb kind of quick grab those people and, you know, 30 minute, 30 second sort of thing, which would have been a huge get. Um, so that's like my one complaint. And then it's also like, you know, just having all of the conversations we have at those sort of events. And it's like, you're saying like, just kind of shooting this, you know, shooting the bull. And it's like, Oh yeah. What about this conversation? It's like, damn it. Why isn't anyone recording? <laughs> and then you turn on the mic and you're like, Oh yeah, there's a 10 mile an hour breeze. Crap. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, that's, that's what's interesting when you get, get all these like-minded people and all the Childerbergers together and, and every conversation is basically a podcast. Yeah. And, and whether good. or not it's like serious conversation or it's nonsense, like, there's a one night, I guess it was Saturday, uh, the second night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess your first night. Yeah. But um, we everyone was sitting around the campfire, and Jacob was on the opposite side of Carr and I. But Carr mm-hmm. and I weren't exactly sitting next to each other, and yeah, we were just coming really- up with all these ideas for the bag and the Jacob mm-hmm. Jacob's house of inconvenience, and then shouting <laughs> them back over to Jacob, while like everyone else is having like serious philosophical conversations, and we're just being loud and obnoxious, yeah. and laughing at our really really dumb jokes. Um, 
but still it would it would have i wish we recorded it because we had some brilliant ideas yeah and that's that's what's always funny because like one of those like one of those things that's always kind of hard to like you know like jacob and i do the show because we were friends and then we wanted to stay in touch because I knew he was going to move to Texas or was talking about moving somewhere else. So it was like, Hey, convenient reason to talk to each other. But like when we get around each other, it's just like, we have a very like reading our text messages and like stuff like that. Like the way we text each other is the way we communicate in person. And there's a lot of nonverbal and just kind of like references to things that no one else has experienced because it's just like that. But that's, what's so amazing about like Childerberg most of the time is it's like, you kind of quickly develop that language with each other where it's like, yeah, I've, I know this person on the internet and I've, I've known him for two years, but it's not like I record with them once a week or, you know, every two months, every two weeks or something like that. And it's like these just quick joke, like, you know, in the bag, like I didn't even hear the episode where that originally came up from, but just immediately started piling in on it and coming up with like ways to slip it in there. And like, that's, what's so fun about that event. It's just like, Hey, here's a bunch of people that you're going to get along with and a bunch of nonsense they're going to say. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's interesting about that too is that when you brought up the the nonverbal thing with with you and Jacob is that so many of the people on Twitter that you meet in person that the way they are on Twitter and the internet is the way they are in real life. Like there's not mm-hmm. this persona thing that they have on Twitter, And not that there's anything wrong with that. Some people, you know, have a, yeah, they, for, for marketing, for whatever purpose, or maybe they just, for their own, you know, giggles, they decide to, to play this little bit different role. Mm-hmm. But it's like, as soon as you find out who someone is on Twitter, you're like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and it's yeah, just, it, there's no like, uh, like difficulty and kind of squaring the the two sides of a person together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's like uh, people who have met Michael Malice in person, and you know he's generally he's not like super warm and bubbly, but he is pretty friendly in that like, hey, you're a fan, and you know like have a good good interaction and then goodbye. But like on Twitter, he's like just super salty most of the time mm-hmm. because people like come at him and are like calling him Mike. And it's like, I, I never go by Mike. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And like stuff like that. And that's what I was kind of always makes me laugh is because that's the Twitter I read the most is his just because of the, like, I don't sign into our Twitter on my phone. And then like, because if you're just reading somebody just going to a Twitter site and reading it, you have to read it in reverse chronological order. So it's like, you're reading like his comments back to somebody who's, like trying to like put him down and he's like just putting them down. And you're like, what did this person do to piss him off? <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. You start going, digging deeper down into it and you go, Oh, there it is. All right. That yeah. Guy, that guy said something. Exactly. It's funny. Everyone thinks that they can, they can get him. Yeah. And no one and, can. And that's the thing is like the few people who do, it's kind of like, you know, it, it like, especially the people that, like get him, but like, you know, that they're doing it not to like win internet points, but they're kind of like, haha, I've come up with a good one. And you can tell it's like kind of lighthearted and he get he likes being trolled by them. Like when, like when they get him good and it's like, and it's not like, oh yeah, like leftist scores a point or like conservative scores a point on malice. It's like, you know, somebody who gets him well, and it's like, he 
he has such a great response of like, yep, totally got me there. And then it's like, yeah, I, did, I wouldn't expect him to take that well. Yeah. Cause it's about, I mean, we, we all do the same things. It's about having fun. I mean, yeah. in, in all of our chats and interactions, it's, it's like, we're all, and this is a sign for it, for me, at least the more I make fun of you, the more I tend to like you. <laughs> <laughs> But like we all, you know, mess around with each other and and take these pot shots and and you know if people were getting, I'm, I'm insulted by that. It would mm-hmm. just be so lame and not fun. So yeah. it's nice, nice to nice just to have that that ability to fire fire around with people. Yeah, and it's funny because like most of the time, like Jacob and I have the kind of weird dynamic where we don't make fun of each other a lot. Like we will make fun of things that the other has done or like that we've both done at the same time, but like, we don't have like that kind of like bro dynamic, but we don't get bothered by it when we have a group of friends that does, which Mm -hmm. is always kind of like made me laugh. It's like it, if you're seeing like the way we interact, it's like, yeah, we're not usually making fun of each other. It's usually about some weird idea that we've had that like in how it interacts with us. And then it's like, Oh, yeah, other people do like take the piss out of each other. And it's like, that can be fun. Mm-hmm. And they're not being hurtful about it. Why don't I do this? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, I'm just off to my own world. And then it's like getting around the guys at like uh, Childerberg and stuff. It's like, you know, when you were like ribbing me about how I like completely like blanked on saying like, oh, and it was good to see you. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, it's like, I yeah. Totally deserve that one. Don't don't have a comeback. Don't need one. But like, oh, but what was great about that is, I in my head, I was I was thinking that you were. I knew that you didn't you didn't mm-hmm. mean anything by it, and so yeah. I, that's that's why I said it because I knew exactly. It yeah. was, but it was like, man, he's just. It was brilliant. I I kind of you should take credit for it because you just you just got me every single angle that you could have gotten me. You got me that episode. <laughs> It was great. Yeah. That's, that was the, one of those things where it was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> Cause like in the moment I was like, I really did mess that up and then kind of moved along. And then you were talking about it at the thing. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Oh shit. <laughs> like, oh dude. Don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed any of that for, for anything. It's, oh man. That's great. Yeah. So that's the, like one of the things that I want to try to do for next year is kind of what we did more for the first year. And I think it's, you know, coronavirus related. That was obviously kind of messed it up. And then like how touch and go it was kind of actually pulling the vent off, but getting more crossover episodes and like episodes to listen to on the drive-in and stuff like that. Like cause we had that, that really long episode that you guys did like kind of collaboration for people driving down. That was great. And then trying to set more stuff like that up. So that way we can, like, cause I think that's one of the things that we run into a lot is we promote the episode to ourselves or promote the event to ourselves. It's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> we're all going to be there. You should come too. And then kind of try to get it, getting it more out there. I think, um, you see about trying to get for the people who don't come like on, you know, that are doing podcasts, like getting them to kind of do spots for it. Um, and kind of get it more out there because like there is nothing better than, even if you come for like what, six hours, like it's like, it was like $5 to park for the day. Oh I mean, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. It's, 
It's, it's, I think, I think everyone has the same experience where they go down and they're like, I don't really know anyone here. (laughs) And like, all right, they're all libertarians. And I know the libertarian personality thing. Mm -hmm. It's that is, they're just, we're awful people. So, (laughs) so are we going to get someone, you're going to be sitting there and trying to have a discussion and you have three people going, actually, actually, actually. (laughs) And so there's a lot of these questions going in your head. And you're going, you know, for a lot of people to a a brand new place, you're camping in the woods with people that love to talk about how, you know, all their weapons they like to have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then you get down there and you do it and you're just, man, these people are all, this is so great. We all get along so well. Um, Yeah. And and I think as more people, because we had some fresh faces this year, Mm -hmm. and I think that is going to go a long way with people coming in and being like, man, the things, how they sold the guys who had been there before how they sold it that's what it is exactly yeah other than the heat (laughs) that's kind of one of those i mean well i don't know about you lives like 95 degrees here today it was kind of like oh back in texas yeah yeah it's been hot and humid up here yeah there's like some sort of heat dome trapped over the country it's like the polar vortex but for heat but yeah so like that that's the what's so amazing about the event is, you know, like the first year I'm going down and like, I know Jacob and he kind of partially organized the event. So it was like easy for me. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just hanging out with Jacob. And then I don't talk to any of these people on Twitter. Like I should be, but I oh, never that's think right. about it. Yeah. I yeah. never even thought much about that. How you're, yeah. you're not even on Twitter. So yeah. So then like everybody's, you know, like, Oh, I'm this person on Twitter. And I'm like, you don't know who I am at all, which is great. Like, this is interesting. Like meeting new people, you know, that's kind of one of those things where like, you know, Jacob and I's personality are pretty much how we appear on the show. Like we, you know, like I don't talk about, like, I don't mention my wife's name. I don't mention my daughter's name. Cause it's just things I generally don't do, but like in person, I, you know, we'll use their names and stuff like that. So that's a little different, but for the most part, like we're just the same people. Like, it's, you know, there's no, like you were saying, there's, it's like on Twitter, like you meet most people in the group. It's like, they're not different in real life. If they're like that on Twitter, they're like that in real life. And the same thing on the show is like most people on the show, it's like, yeah, that's exactly how they are in real life. And that was what was so great. It was like meeting people and they weren't like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I do listen to you on the show, but it wasn't like, oh, and then remember when you said this thing and like, haha, I'm not going to like, you were wrong. Here's all, here's all the thing, reasons why you were wrong. It was like, oh man, when you guys were talking about this, it was so great. And then people, you know, like, oh, when you guys talked about this and like, you know, just the people who, even the people who didn't have shows. But what I thought was so cool this year was there were so many pe- more people who had shows that came, I felt like where, you know, there was you, there was, uh, us, there was, you know, car, we had, um, Will and Jared, but like cotton, you know, he like had a show and it's just like more people had podcasts and it's like, this is growing to be like the podcasting version of this. Now, how do we get more of the other people in too? <laughs> yeah. And there were some people that came down that I never really, um, had seen on, or maybe I probably did or mm-hmm. were a small enough community that we were all interacting, but I never, I guess, really noticed them too much. Or mm-hmm. people, I, there were some people that just, I don't even think were on really Twitter. They just kind of came down or, or were like very mm-hmm. quiet on Twitter. They came in and just kind of fit right in. It was, it was awesome. But to the point about 
having the podcast too. And and that's another thing where I think all of our personalities as we are in our normal lives are the way we act on our podcasts. So mm-hmm. I think it's very easy for people who listen to us to kind of know what to expect. And I think it makes it a little bit easier that we're, we're all small enough podcasts that we don't have to have a, uh, some sort of act mm-hmm. or, or a shtick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not that there's any, you know, guys have that and, and that's, that's great. That's, uh, maybe that's how they earn a living. Yeah. But, but that's, uh, yeah, but, but it, it makes it, it makes it for, for what we're doing with Schilderberg. It makes it for an easier environment for someone to come in, especially when they finally like hear someone's voice and hear how they're talking and like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Even though that they might have never interacted or never met, you know, they hear you for an hour or two every week and they just listen to you. And that's a lot of time to spend with someone. I, I basically with how Slappy and I do our show, we do it like we're talking to uh, friends of ours, mm-hmm. not even like friends of ours on Twitter, but friends of ours in, in real life. Now, we've, we've done enough episodes where that might have kind of gone away, that idea, but that's that was our original goal. We, well, I'll say this. We may not explicitly think about doing that, but that's kind of what the feel we've always been trying, that's trying to go for. That's what you're shooting for, Yeah. Yeah. And so, and even I've heard bigger podcasts, they talk about that. Um, not like, you know, a, you know, got like, not like a Joe Rogan type thing, but, um, I remember one of the big Bitcoin podcasts where no one, no one knows who this guy is outside of, outside of, you know, you know, Bitcoin Twitter and everything, but he's a big podcast there. And, you know, he says people come up to him like, oh, yeah, I listen to you all the time. And, and they feel very comfortable with him because that's who we, you know, when he's on the podcast, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And and I think we kind of have the same same thing going. So, yeah, that's I think that's what makes it so fun is like. While we don't, you know, like we we all have not like our lanes necessarily, but like we all kind of you know, come into each other's podcasts, come out. And, you know, we, it's not like we have some sort of mega podcast where we all get together and talk every, you know, four weeks or something like that. Now, like we do interact otherwise, but that's what, you know, makes it so fun is like when listening to like other people's podcasts, like one of the things that drives me nuts about listening to like Will and Jared's podcast is like, I'll be listening to it and I'll have like, like they'll be right at this precipice of something I want them to talk about. And then they'll slightly go around it. And I'm like, no, go back. And especially when they have Jacob on, I'm like, you should have asked him this. Like, why didn't you think about this? And that that's always what makes me laugh is just like the, you know, knowing somebody well enough to like want them to espouse more about it. And then having to almost be like, oh, yeah, you remember when you were on this show? Let's talk about this piece because this is what I was thinking. Yeah, I. Uh, that's why I love our little group of of podcasters in this little community with Childerberg. Is that when I listen to everyone else's podcast, whether it's you and Jacob or Car and Bird or Jacob or uh, uh, Jared and Will, it's like I'm hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, you, you, even though you can't really say anything, obviously. But you're just kind of sitting there listening and it's and it's you kind of feel like you're there. 
Um, I guess it's in spirit, but you know, it almost feels like you're there in person, just kind of sitting there listening. And there's times where like, you know, someone will say something like, Oh, I, I, oh, I have this point. Like, like what you were just saying, or, mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree with this. And, but it makes me excited because yeah. I know that you guys have, you know, whoever said it has some thought and reason behind it. And it's a challenge since I disagree with it. Well, that's a, that's a challenge to me. And I want to figure out, I want to wrestle this idea around. Um, and I know that the other guy is going to be going to be more than happy to to kind of do that exercise. And it, exactly, and that, that's what's fun is like we have this you know this group of people who are like, oh yeah, we didn't. It's not like we all went to high school together. You know, mm-hmm. some of us have known each other for a long time, but it's like we brought you know it's like us together. Then everybody else joins into that group, and it's like, oh yeah, let's go start a town. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> but it feels like it's going to work. Yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, it's not that I don't like, like my biggest problem with it is like, I live on the East coast and it's not that I don't mind the West, but I love living near the beach mm-hmm. and there's just no practicality with living near the beach and trying to set up like a independent community. <laughs> like, it's just not going to work in that regard. So that's one of the things like I've had struggled with in like the idea of like Childerberg town is wanting to live near the beach. And cause, like, I mean, we go to the beach every Sunday um, this year and my daughter is old enough now where she like just doesn't cry the entire time because she is afraid of the water. So like we love going to the beach. I love being near the water. Like, and this is the thing that kind of like, it's funny because Jacob like, for most of my friendship with Jacob, it's basically been like him singing a love song to California (laughs) and my wife's from California as well. So I get it from like two ends of it. And that's kind of like, we're like, Oh, you know, we're probably going to end up in California. (laughs) It's like, yeah, let's move to the socialist Republic of California instead of Childerberg down where, you know, we'd be free. So. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I love, I love the beach. I love going on the shore. My parents have a house down the shore. Um, and so I'm there a lot during the summer. Um, I, Childerberg County to me, I don't know that I would be, I would make my permanent residence there. It would be more like, Hey, here's an opportunity for me to buy a plot of land and build a cabin mm-hmm. with my own bare hands. And yeah. it's going to take a while because I'm not going to be there, you know, 365 days a year. But I think that would be just an awesome experience to just you know, build something, build a house for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be big. And that's, that's the benefit of it just being a little thing where you're going to go, you're going to go for a couple weeks out of the year or whatever you're going to do. Just have this little place where you can just go to bug out where yeah. I, I was look. I was actually looking at New Mexico uh, properties recently or just land and just seeing these wide open spaces, this kind of mountainous region where there's just nobody and just, just being able to separate yourself from the rest of the world for, you know, a day, a weekend, a week, two weeks. That's just so appealing to me. Not that I live in a city. I mean, I live, I see more, you know, cows and sheep than I do people where I live, (laughs) but still, it's, it's still, (laughs) still feels, can feel crowded. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking about. Like 
you know, cause you, you live on the East coast as well. And, you know, we we're talking before the show kind of like how, you know, you move between the kind of the three States, you know, like where you work, where you do, you know, most of the life stuff and where you live. And like, I live very close to the North Carolina border, but we never go into North Carolina because it's actually like troublesome because you have to pay a toll now to go down wow. there, like the fast way. And even then it still takes a while because like, Norfolk and Virginia beach and Chesapeake, the, the kind of main towns around where I live, they're all the size of counties. So it's like, you have to drive all the way out of the County to get to the North Carolina border. And it's not like there's some big city down there. It's like Elizabeth city, which is another 30 plus minutes away. And it's like, okay. So like where I live, it's pretty densely populated, but like we have the Eastern shore, which is that peninsula of Virginia. And so like we, last year popped over there for my daughter's birthday. And we went camping at a, like an, like a camping resort place. They had like these modular cabins and we got like an eight person cabin for the three of us. And it was awesome. Like it was, you know, the super rural. So like when we would get out and drive like up and down the shore and we went to like Chincoteague where they've got those wild ponies Mm -hmm. and like, you know, it was just like, this is like what being living in farmlands like, and, but we were an hour and a half from our house the entire time. And it's like, oh, we should just move over here. <laughs> like, just bomb into the city when we need to. Yeah, so. it's inc- it's incredible. And the east, how, how the, the east coast is congested, especially in the megalopolis area mm-hmm. where we both kind of live in. But and I grew up, yeah, like twenty minutes west of Philadelphia or so, twenty twenty five minutes. And, you know, kind of normal suburban, fairly densely populated area. And I only live an hour west of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And my friends all make fun of me for living out in the sticks. <laughs> and you go out another 15 minutes west of me, and it is whew, nothing. So it's amazing how you don't have to go that far. You can be in the most populous densely, you know, just five major cities in a row along the Eastern seaboard and just go out a little bit and you're just in the country, open air that meant New Jersey, I think is the most densely populated state in the country. All because of North, <laughs> North Jersey, you go like in, in New Jersey outside of, mm-hmm. um, kind of like close to Philly, just even uh, just not that where I work, basically it's yeah. nothing, but it's, it's really close to everything else. But man, you're in the sticks. Yeah. That's, that's what I've always heard about like West Jersey. And we've driven through West Jersey one time and it's like, there's nothing out there and it's very pretty. Whereas yeah. like, you know, like being, being not from Jersey area, you know, people always make fun of how like disgusting Jersey is and dirty and stuff. And the few times I've driven through like, you know, the turnpike and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. And then one time we, for some reason we drove through Western Jersey and it's like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. Like, like all oh, the pine barrens and stuff. Yeah. Like the pine barrens. It's like, I could live out here. This is pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I drive, uh, there's a, uh, before, before they built the main, uh, route 55, um, and like the Atlantic city expressway before they built those roads that are like the main, thoroughfares to get from Philly down to the South Jersey shores. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was young and they used to drive down in the, in the sixties. Um, he's, you know, there's, there used to be dirt roads. Now they're, they're finally paved, but he <laughs> taught me that way 
one time. So mm-hmm. whenever there's like any sort of traffic, I take these back roads through mm-hmm. like all the pine barrens and, and you know, just middle of nowhere. And yeah, it's, it's a great drive because it's just these small country roads, no one around. It's in these woods. And it's interesting because these woods are, are so flat compared to like Pennsylvania where you got some, you know, some nice rolling hills and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, and it just feels different over there. And also be, probably because of the, just the, the thought that I'm like, I'm driving down the shore. Yeah. It puts me, puts me in a happy mood, but yeah, it's, uh, I, this was a while ago. We had, we had car camp at, oh, I think it was the first time we had him on their show, but it was about, mm-hmm. talking about Americana. And, you know, we're anarchists. We hate the state. We hate the government, but. I love this country. <laughs> I, you know, I love, I love like the land that's there. I love, you know, you, cause like we're just talking about, I, I live not that far from these pine barrens, but it's completely different from where I live. Yeah. And where I live is completely different from where I grew up. So it's, and, and, and I'm talking about a 25 mile radius or so. Mm-hmm. Like you have, and and within this twenty five mile radius, or let's go like fifty mile radius, make it a little bit, or let's say a hundred mile radius, so I can get down the shore. <laughs> but like, it's so diverse, just with the, with the way the land is and, and everything, the cultures, it's incredible. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, and then you go to Texas or, or someplace else, and and it's just. It's so much different from anything else that 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 you'll experience, and it's great. Like I yeah. love I, anywhere I can travel within the U.S. I'm happy to do it. I have a good time, except for Colleen. <laughs> but otherwise, awesome, Colleen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but otherwise, man, it's it's so much, so much interesting stuff to see. Yeah, and you don't and have to go far for it. And that's one of the things that, like, I'll point out from a like a Jacob perspective, you know, combine bringing it to a, the wine aspect, like the idea of terroir and like how microclimates and a lot of like the wine growing regions, like you can literally go like two and a half miles down the road and it's completely different. And that's, what's so interesting about America. And like, I have a, one of my coworkers, um, her parents emigrated from like East Germany, like in the late sixties, And like, they technically snuck out of the country. So her mom always thought like the Stasi were going to come get them and stuff like that. And, uh, she, they had finally convinced like one of her cousins to come visit this summer. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going to fly into New York and we're going to drive down to Virginia beach. They're going to fly into New York city and drive down to Virginia beach. That's not a bad drive. Like it's not great but it's not a bad drive. And they're like, Oh, and then we're going to go to Disney and then we're going to go to like (laughs) the grand Canyon. (laughs) You know, like they, they had this like, and it was like, it wasn't like they were coming for two and a half months and they're like, yeah. And then we're going to go down to Disney and go to Disney, you know, like that kind of classic European comes to America, like, and spends their entire summer here thing. Like they were going to be here for like seven and a half days. And it's like, it will take you a day to get from New York to Virginia. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't you hop on a train, go for four hours and, and go through six, six countries. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It was, that was the, so one of the funniest things is like speaking of kind of that classic, like you think you can take the train everywhere in in Europe. So 
<clears throat> when my wife and I went to Europe for our honeymoon, we used rewards miles to fly in and out. So we didn't pay for international flights at all. Mm-hmm. So we were in Munich and we we're like, okay, we've got to get from Munich to Zurich to fly from Zurich to Helsinki to fly home. So we were thinking like, oh, you just take the train from Munich to Zurich. Like, of course. No, we ended up having to take a bus. <laughs> and it was like so it was so interesting just driving along in a bus, like through Germany into Switzerland. And at like one point it was so funny because it was like a it was kind of like the Swiss German border, I think, kind of near there. It was like all of a sudden we weren't on a highway anymore. It was just like this weird little transfer road. <laughs> and then it was like back on the highway. And you're just like on this like almost double decker bus riding around going like the hell is going on? Like, I was like, this feels like America. This feels like something that would happen in the U S like that happened to me a couple of times in California where like their roads, like their highways would just uh, stop being interstates and they would go to state highways and then to local roads and then back to like interstates. So you went from like, and I hate to say it, well-maintained interstate to like almost like it felt like a dirt road. <laughs> like what the hell is this? It's like, wife's like, Oh, this is just how the road is in California. It's like, no, this is, this is insanity. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that like kind of driving through Texas mm-hmm. for the last two years for Childerberg and kind of Oklahoma is that you're on these, these main highways and you know, you're going 70, 80 miles an hour and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, drop to 35 and go through <laughs> a town. Like that is, that is, does not happen on the East coast at all. It That's the funny thing is like, so there's a, um, interstate 40 and uh that runs so like 95 runs up and down and like 64 runs kind of westward but it doesn't go all the way west but there's like interstate 40 that runs kind of i think it runs the entire length of the country uh down in north carolina and as it's going out to the outer banks it does that a lot like okay. where it drops down and the same thing if you ever like if you ever come to hampton roads and like probably where from where you kind of if if I'm imagining kind of the area that you live in correctly, like the most economical way would be to come down the eastern shore, and that's the same way where it's an interstate, but it drops down a lot because they have these little towns and they make most of their money on speed traps because like Virginia's notorious for like the tickets, like they'll if you're an out of state plate, like they'll nab you and like oh, you're going three over. Here's a hundred dollar ticket. Good luck fighting it. <laughs> like, cause you can't, you know, be like, it was three miles. Yeah. They see, the, like that. they see the tags yeah. from, uh, from another state. It's like, he's not coming back to fight this ticket. Exactly. Especially on the Eastern shore where there's like two courthouses and they're like two and a half miles, like two and a half hours away from each other. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny cause it like, it does happen out here, but like nowhere near in the same way where you're just sitting there. And like, that's what was killing me. Like on the drive, um, not, this year, but last year coming back from like, uh, Buchanan or however you pronounce it, like Jacob and I were driving and it was just like, Google just took us some new way and we'd never gone before going like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going 55 miles an hour to haul in that, uh, camper that he had in the big wine van and then down to, you know, 35 going through this little town. And you're like, well, this, at least the town is cool. Whereas like some of some of them like this year it was like, uh, I don't want to stop in this crap hole. <laughs> like once it, once it speed up again. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh 
There's some interesting town as as we kind of rode side by side for a while. Yeah, <laughs> on the <laughs> drive back from Childerberg. Um, yeah, but up up around where I am, like you mm-hmm. don't on any sort of interstate or major highway. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't really really have. I mean, there's Route One that kind of mm-hmm. goes through towns, but it's that's not really like. A main, it is a main main road, but but not like a, not like the Pennsylvania Turnpike or I ninety five. Like just imagine I ninety five. Like it, it slows down, and, and you, you know you drive through. This is Miller's gas station, and you know <laughs> there's a Bucky's, mm-hmm. you know here that you you go to or something. Yeah, the, my uh, my daughter has uh, two Bucky shirts now, so. Anytime I hear somebody's going to be in that kind of area of Texas and the states that have them, I'm like, if you stop at a Bucky's this size, get one. <laughs> as long as it's not Temple, <laughs> she's already got one. But yeah, that's the, you know, and like you were saying, like, and what's so amazing is like, you know, you, you get that cultural difference here in the, on the East coast, you know, like just the difference between the pine barrens and the shore and like Philadelphia and kind of where you live, you know, just the, like pure difference in that. And then like you go to someplace like California and it's like, you can, you know, as they always say, kind of like living in LA, you could be surfing in the morning and snowboarding in the evening. And it's like, there are so few other places in the world where you can do those sort of things. And everyone's like, Oh yeah. You know, like America's, you know, Oh, America's such a terrible country. It's like, yeah, our government's terrible, but like, have you looked around? It's beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, and we're just talking about like mostly the, just the two coasts and Texas. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's so much, so much to see, so much to do. Oh, those uh, flyover states don't count. No, I know. <laughs> you drive through cornfields. I, yeah, exactly. I drove across, uh, basically across all of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's just, everything's black because I drove <laughs> through the middle of the night. So yeah. I didn't see anything but just pitch black. Yeah. I saw a lot of uh, Interstate 44. I think that's what, what road I was on, but. <laughs> In Jared's country. Yes, yes. Yeah. Go into yeah, the Ozarks, man. You gotta watch out. Oh, the other thing, too, about driving in Texas that I'm not mm-hmm. used to and just have a hard time adjusting to is that when you're driving on these highways through not urban, I guess, suburban areas, mm-hmm. but they're they're you're driving through these towns and there's the highways like raised up Mm -hmm. on this just like plateau. And then you pull off and go to these, these roads on either side of the raised highway. Mm -hmm. And then you do these like U-turns to get on the other side, but you don't actually cross traffic. Yeah. That is creepy. But then sometimes you do. Yes. And I, I almost put my rental car into a, uh, into like a, a median because it was, it was raining out when we we're coming yeah. back mm. and I just got caught in between a turn and the, you know, the, the brake started slipping Oof. <laughs> and I said, Oh no, I wish, uh, what's, what's going to happen. But yeah, that's, that's confusing for me because there's just, you go to every intersection and you can. You can make more turns than there are directions. I don't understand it. Yeah, and the, like, the, <laughs> and what it, what kind of weirded me out is like, 
there was ground signage, but it wasn't very clear. And there wasn't like hanging like upper signage saying this lane for this, this lane for that. It was like, wait, what, what's going on here? Why, why am I suddenly crossing this traffic on this side lane? Like, why is Texas so big? It just has uncon- unnecessarily complicated highways. Yeah. And maybe if I, if I weren't, you know, an East coast Philadelphia driver and I wasn't expecting that any sort of hesitation I have would, I was expecting to have, you know, eight people be standing on their horns and screaming <laughs> at me for, for hesitation or slowness. And everyone kind of there was just, Oh, howdy. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You're driving. <laughs> well, like I, I felt like it was weird. Cause like where I live is a huge military population. So we get people from, you know, Texas, we get people from California, like, so we've got drivers from everywhere. So there's every driving style you can imagine here where it's like you, like you were saying, you know, you hesitate for a second and then it's like nine minutes of the horn and this person's following you like a lunatic. And then you got like the guy who's just driving, like no care in the world in the fast lane. And it's just what it is. And that was the thing that was kind of kept weirding me out in Texas is like, I set the cruise control on the truck that I rented and I was just going along. And it was like, like the, like I started making the person nervous cause I was going the same speed, but that person was driving a brand new car. It's like, do you not have cruise control on that? <laughs> like, that might've been me because I was on. trying, I was driving next to you for a while, trying to get your attention to wave at oh, you. Oh no, no, no. Like this was, this was on the way um, oh, okay. down. Cause I, I kept like having to pass people and like when I'd go to pass people, like, like here it's 55 and 60, like are the speed limits, but I drive 70. Like if it's 60, I'm driving 70. If it's 55, I'm driving 70. And so I usually drive in the fast lane cause I'm going 70. So most of the time I'm either going faster or there's, a, I'm going fast enough that I can pass the person. And then the person who's behind me isn't like caught up behind me. Right. But like in Texas, like, cause it was two lanes for so much of it. Like there's just, like this person would just get nervous and start slowing down. So I'd go, go to go around and then they'd get back up to 70. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Just, just get out of the way. It's, it's amazing. Um, the different driving habits of, of mm-hmm. different, different areas like Jersey. It's just all bets are off. They're just, they're just the worst drivers in the world. They don't even know how to make left-hand turns <laughs> to turn left. You have to go right. Cause they have all the jug handles. So yeah. New Jersey people aren't capable of making left-hand turns, uh, around Philadelphia, man, it's, it, it can get chaotic. And I learned to be an assertive driver doing that, mm. but out where I am now, uh, it's, it's so friendly. It's nice. You know, it's easy going. And then every once in a while I'll have to drive up to New York and just, I leave at 3 a.m. So I can get up there with minimal other traffic on the road because mm-hmm. uh, that is just the worst place in the world to drive. So are you driving into the city then? Yes. Oh man, I've got a I've got a good story about that that right. I think you'll like. But I have one story about uh, not saying Jersey drivers are the worst. So I have a cousin who's dad was a professor at a college in Pennsylvania. Um, so he, when he got his permit, 
his permit wasn't valid in Virginia. Like that was one of the states like the Pennsylvania permit wasn't valid. So we always just joke that Pennsylvania had the worst drivers because they weren't allowed to drive in Virginia if they had a permit. <laughs> I was like, how is that a thing? Like That's weird. Know, and this is back like when I was like much more into the constitution and I was like, well, blah, 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 documents clause, like where, you know, it's like if it's valid in one state, it's valid in the other kind of thing. And it was just like, nope, can't drive in Virginia. So like, oh, uh, let's see about that. So when I uh, when I was going to college, I was uh, friends with the manager of the GameStop I worked at. And so she bought, like traded in her old Mitsubishi Lancer that she was like a year from paying off and got a much more expensive Mitsubishi Lancer. So Kevin Smith was doing like his 40th birthday party at like Radio City Music Hall or something like that, or 43rd birthday. I can't remember what it was, but... So I talked my friend into going with me because he's going to do stand up and do questions and stuff like that. So we got tickets. So I ended up having to drive into the city and I drove through Times Square in a car that was barely a month old at rush hour. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. And like, you know, I'm not a super aggressive driver. Like, I do drive aggressively, but like, weirdly aggressively like i'm not like on somebody all the time and like i generally like if somebody's driving super slow like i just give them room i'm like all right but i'll pass them and give them the finger and stuff but <laughs> like i'm not going to be like up on their butt or something like that right right but like if you sit at the light for like five seconds and like i know like people behind us aren't going to make the light yeah i'm giving you the horn so like having to drive through Times square like and i was just like i think this is Times square shit this is Times square like what are we doing it's, my friend was like yelling at me to be more aggressive i'm like in your brand new car no like i'm not even sure i'm insured on this yeah you go uh, new yorkers and and even if you're not in like in downtown you know manhattan or something just mm-hmm. the highways around it is yeah. just because they had to build you know the city was there and then they're like oh we got to build interstates yeah so it's just this spaghetti mess of everything. And then there's, you know, every, every highway, every interstate highway always has construction, but the New York construction is just another level. Yeah. So you're driving and you're like, all right, all right, I think I know what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden you just have these Jersey barriers and all these orange signs that say, nope, can't go here. Here's a detour that is just a pretzel yeah. of an arrow. So have fun. <laughs> and then you're like on the, you're on a, just a side street. You're like, wasn't I on the highway? <laughs> like, yeah. You're in this. Yeah. It, it's just, oh man, I can't like, I can't imagine like, and, you know, obviously I'm not asking you to tell me, but like, I can't imagine being like, oh yeah, I've got to drive into New York city. I'd be like, I'm going to take the train. I find a way to take the train or something like that sounds so awful. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> um, I've done that a few times for things. The first time I did it, it was it it didn't exactly go that well either. Oh, I I was ooh, I was probably like twenty three years old, mm-hmm. and two of my friends and I went up. It was right before Thanksgiving. We went up to we we're going to watch the Flyers play the Islanders. Mm-hmm. So they played up at the uh, the Nassau Coliseum up in Long Island. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, it's a seven o'clock start for a game. And we said, oh, we'll just go up, go up to New York City for the day. And so yeah. we, we drove up to Trenton and took the train from Trenton up to New York. 
and that was fine and everything. But you know, you go to a, a you know an NHL game and and the game is over, you know, at nine thirty, nine forty five. We didn't really know where we were. I think we had to get a bus to get to the train station. And that part of Long Island is not a nice part of Long Island. So <laughs> we, um, the trains, we got messed up with the trains. And then we, I think we, we guessed about a train we were supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, let's just like kind of stand on the train just in case. And right as soon as we got on the door shut. <laughs> and it ended up being the right train. But if we didn't, it would have been, it would have been real bad. And then we, we finally get to, I guess we we're going to central or Penn station. Mm. Finally get to Penn station. Finally get a train and we get to Trenton at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I don't know if you know that much about Trenton, but it is not one of the nicer New Jersey cities. I, I was surprised you left a car in Trenton. Yeah. We left in the parking garage and there's just no one around. It's three o'clock in the morning <laughs> dead silent just everything's dark and we're like well this is how we get i'm I'm glad i had a couple friends with me because doing Mm -hmm. this by myself would have been a little bit uh yeah and we go to the parking garage and it's locked we're like uh and so we circled or we walked in in trenton around this parking lot found this like one little door that was open and we went in and got the car and then uh, you know, it's, I think I got back to my house, my parents' house at like five in the morning. Oof. It was, uh, yeah, I was, I was having, cause I drove. So mm-hmm. we drove, drove my friends back to, uh, back into, in the, into the area where we lived. And I think, I think on the turnpike coming back from Jersey into, into Pennsylvania around there, I think I was seeing hallucinations of <laughs> just from being so tired. That's a long day. Yeah. We went up real early too, and then walked around the city all day. Went, and so it's it was yeah. So it it wasn't like you were you know like oh we you know we we got into Long Island at you know five and got to the you know in got to the stadium and you know an hour before or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, our bright idea was like oh we'll get there early, so we'll like leave 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 our house at five a.m. <laughs> oh yeah. So my uh, so. Before my wife and I got married, she was living in California and there's a, a music festival called Outside Lands and it's in Golden Gate Park. So where my wife lived in California is a place called Stockton and Stockton is the furthest inland port in California because it's on the Delta. So it's like geographically, it's not that far from San Francisco but to get there, it is like a, it's a drive, you know, it's like a two hour drive, but you can take the train, you can like take drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes in the car and then get on the train, which is the BART, the Bay area transit and take the BART into San Francisco. So we're going to this concert. So my wife made uh, special brownies. So we, we had those. And so like we go in and we go into the festival and it's, you know, it's a festival in San Francisco, like Golden Gate Park. People are smoking marijuana everywhere. Like it's just, and it's a music festival. So like, you know, we do br- like eat the brownies. Like I don't really get affected, but like in the Muse concert, we're standing up and like smoke's blowing in everybody's face. So this is a three day concert. So first day, everything goes fine. Second day, like we're out there and like the BART is weird because it shuts down early compared to the 3 a.m. train. 
you were talking about. Right. Like it yeah. shuts down at like 1130. So, you know, it's a concert. So it cuts out at like 11 and everyone's trying to get to from Golden Gate to the BART line to get, you know, somewhere else. So like the buses run in San Francisco pretty long, but you know, the buses are rolling by too deep and they're like the big super buses. So like they've got like the accordion in the center of the bus and there's a whole nother bus at the back end and they're completely full. So we end up getting like stuck in San Francisco down at the like Embarcadero station, which is downtown San Francisco. Like nowadays you'd be fighting homeless people. Like, and we basically ended up having to sleep on the street. Like, cause we were, went into this Carl's Jr., which is a Hardee's basically. And we were like buying food and ate, but then we were buying soda. So like, I basically ended up staying up all night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I had flown out for this concert. Like I didn't live in California. Either, so I flew out, we ended up like sleeping on the street and I barely sleeped. Like we ended up getting off like the train somewhere in Oakland. And I took the longest piss of my life, like behind some like dumpster. <laughs> Like, cause I just couldn't make it any further. And like the bar, you know, it's public transit. So like, if there was a bathroom, that's where you're getting murdered for sure. Right. So, oh, like, yeah. I, I had to get off and like, we ended up like not going back to the concert. Cause it was like the one band I wanted to see, like for sure the Decemberists were playing, like we're kind of the closing band on the third night. And I was like, yeah, I can't go back. Cause like, if we get stuck out again, like I, I lose my mind. It was so terrible. (laughs) It's kind of like that same story where you're just like, you finally get home and you're like, okay, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I've been on, I was on the streets of San Francisco. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) Like just, yeah. Missed that uh, for the concert. So that reminds me of, uh, of this was probably, it was probably like eight years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, uh, out to the Midwest for a football game, college football game with Slappy. Mm. Oh, and, uh, we went there, I guess a Friday afternoon Mm. left around like noon. It's about like a 10 hour drive. We get there late at night, go to the game. And when the game was over, we drove home. So (laughs) it was like nine o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, we had the rule and everything of, you know, if you, if you feel tired, start getting sleepy, pull over, other guy drives. If the other guy's feeling tired, then we just find a hotel and, and, you know, spend money and, and get some sleep. Not, don't want to risk, you know, the driver falling asleep and dying. You know, (laughs) let's let's be reasonable. So it's, uh, it's 3 a.m., and we're on route, uh, Interstate 76 outside of Pittsburgh, and I'm driving. Slappy's asleep. And I'm actually wide awake and actually driving the speed limit. And uh, I see this thing, you know, bouncing around the road in front of me. And I'm like, eh, what is that? I don't know what that is. Well, it was a deer. Oof. And uh, the deer decided to not try to cross the road and turned around the last second. Mm. And I hit it. Oof. And, uh,. <laughs> It didn't damage the car too bad. We were able to, you know, drive it back and everything, but that was a that was a nice little uh little surprise in the yeah. middle of the night. But uh ended up I, I don't know if you've ever driven across the state of Pennsylvania, but it is just a long, straight shot of nothingness. <laughs> mm. And uh 
I Slappy drove the entire way out, so I was trying to kind of give him a break mm-hmm. on the uh, on the way back. And so, like the sun was rising, and you know it's in my so you're like squinting, and you're tired, so you're trying to not close your eyes and fall asleep. So I'm drinking all this coffee and everything, and so it ended up being like a probably 14 hours it took to get home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I got home and thinking, and just like your my body was shot, absolutely yeah. tired, exhausted. I remember laying down and closing my eyes. And just feeling like so jittery from all the coffee. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't get my body to sleep. And then I had to go to a, uh, like a one year old's birthday party later that <laughs> afternoon. And I, I remember, I remember laying in bed being so frustrated. Like, I just want to sleep for an hour. Just let me sleep for an hour. And <laughs> no way. Wasn't yeah. happening. Oh man, that, that is, that is something awful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of things bouncing around, so my wife, like where we used to live in Virginia beach, which is right next door, there's this road called independence and independence goes under like an underpass for the 264. It's the main highway that leaks to 64, which gets you out of Hampton roads basically. So she's driving along and then out of nowhere, like a, a full on tire with the, like the full on tire slams down right in front of her car and then just ricochets up and goes right over her car. She's just like, what the f-? Cause like, and she's <laughs> near the overpass, but not close enough where like a tire comes at you. Like go like if, you know, like how the, the direction a tire rolls on the highway, mm-hmm. that's, it wasn't like it was sideways and like doing barrel flips. It was like, rolling at her but bouncing <laughs> she's like where did this come from like how is this happening I, even oh, even man. still it's just you don't expect a tire no to come flying down the road and out of the <laughs> like i like you know i've seen like you know the aftermath of like um like a semi's tire that blows like, mm-hmm. you know, just like that. It's like, yeah, I could see, like, if you saw, like, part of that flapping around as the tire just blew, but it's just a full-on tire. It's like, how, what? <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is an hour of shenanigans and fun times, which you can follow both of us, or, you know, both of our shows, Tasting Anarchy or Rolo and Slappy Show where we uh, do more of this sort of thing, but generally at least on our show with more focus, cause Jacob puts focus on things. So. <laughs> you were like this, this reminded me of our uh, typically our show. It's like slap. will text me at you know, Monday afternoon at like four o'clock. So what are we talking about? And like, eh, I don't know. And I'll just like kind of dump on them something. So we're like probably the worst two people to be like, all right, <laughs> let's have a show and talk about something. <laughs> yeah that's the that's kind of like jacob jacob does a lot of the prep for the show usually like he'll find some somehow find like a wine related article every week and like i think he's like got like subscribed to like six different wine newsletters or something like that that's how he does it (laughs) (laughs) so you can follow us tasting anarchy on twitter tasting anarchy at gmail.com if you want to send us email tasting anarchy.com childerberg which is the you know pretty much the first half of this entire episode's uh, annual event in Texas. Uh, 
central Texas, central southern Texas. As I like to say, Jacob always corrects me, and I never pay attention. Um, you can go to Childerberg.com or follow Childerberg on Twitter at Childerberg. So I believe you have some plugs. Sure, yeah. Again, I'm Rollo McFlugel. Uh, of the Rollo and Slappy Show, you could check us out at McFlugel.com, just like Google McFlugel. Uh, we do a weekly show, libertarian stuff, a lot of a lot of Bitcoin, uh, really whatever we want to talk about. But we just kind of, Slappy and I have a conversation every once in a while. We have a guest on to to kind of add to it, add some spice. We'll have Mason on at yeah. some point in the near future. Uh, yeah. I'm on I'm on Twitter, pretty active there. Slappy's there too. So I'm at Rollo McFlugel. And also check out LibertyMugs.com. That's our, yeah. our little side project where we make you guessed it, libertarian themed mugs. We have a lot of fun with that, so spend your money there. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Knock down windows and tear down doors. Drinking Afghans and calling for more. Drinking wines, go to you to drink wine. Wines, go to you to drink wine. Wines, go to you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Drink it, man. Oh, give me some of that slop. Oh, pass that bottle to me. If you want to get along in Peter's town, buy some wine and pass it around. Age runs up to 49. All them cats, they love sweet wine. Drinking wine, for the you to drink wine. Wine, for the you to drink wine. Wine, for the you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Wine, wine, wine. wine. Elderberry. Wine, wine, wine. Cherry, cherry. Wine, wine, wine. Blackberry. Wine, wine, wine. Horton sherry. Wine, wine, wine. Oh, pass that bottle to me. Now down on Gilsey at Willie's Den. He wasn't selling but American gin. One soldier wanted a bottle of wine. He hit that cat for a dollar and a dime. I drink a wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Now I got a nickel. Have you got a dime? Let's get together and get some wine. Somebody's fifth and somebody's fourth. When you get together, you're doing things smart. Drinking wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine.